Good evening, and I hope that you had a wonderful weekend. I know it's been a few days since we've been together, um, as the fall festival was last weekend, and so uh, took a couple of nights to uh, work in our water tent and um, was away. Um, and so uh, just want to thank you as always for uh, taking some time out of your night or of your day as you listen to these and just pray that there will be an encouragement uh, to you uh, as we are slowly giving some people some time to check in uh, we're going to be in second kings chapter three tonight second uh, kings chapter three and second kings chapter three is a unique time for uh, what is going on in the scripture uh, you have the death of Ahab, uh, and you have a man who is wicked, but yet he's not as wicked as his parents. And some of his kingdom begins to revolt against him from the tributes that they were paying. And so because of that, King Jehoram decides, I'm going to go bring these people, the Moabites, back into submission. I'm going to return what has been taken from me. And so he reaches out to the king of the southern kingdom, um, uh, Jehoshaphat, who was a godly king. And so them and one other king get together, and they are going to go fight the Moabites. They are going to go accomplish what was needed. And so as they begin to march their troops, they mustered all of the armies. Um, we're talking in the hundreds of thousands of soldiers, uh, livestock, all that would have been needed to provide for an army. Uh, and they make this journey to um, their battle through the wilderness of Edom. And what happens as they are marching for seven days, they have no water. And there is no water for the animals. There is no water for the soldiers. And so just think about a seven-day journey in a hot wilderness um, for getting ready to fight a battle with no water. And so as they are going, Jehoshaphat says, we need to seek the Lord and find out where the Lord wants us to go, what the Lord wants us to do, because if something doesn't change, we are marching our armies and our people to certain death. And I think sometimes in life, we can feel like we're in that desert wilderness. We're in a time where we don't feel like our prayers are being answered. We don't feel like our health is where it should be. We don't feel like our relationships are getting any better. And so we can feel in this desert. And so someone says, well, there's Elisha. Elisha is a man of God. We've just read about what God had done in his life. And so... Uh, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, they go to Elijah. And Elisha says, what do I have to do with you? Like most people, the king of Israel wanted nothing to do with God until he needed something. And tonight, if that's you, God wants a relationship with you in the good times and the bad. He doesn't just want you to come running when everything falls apart. He wants a relationship with you. And Elijah even tells him, I would have nothing to do with you. I wouldn't answer you. I wouldn't respond to you. But, don't miss this. In verse 14, 
And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. Now the Bible says that God is no respecters of person. But I am telling you, the Bible makes it abundantly clear that God hears the prayers of his people. And the more time you will spend with him, the more time you will grow with him, your prayer life will begin to change. Your relationship will be changing. You will begin to know him more, understand him, and love him more. And so they just ask him, what are we supposed to do? We're here in the wilderness. We're here on this journey and we have no water. And so Elisha said, you wait tomorrow. There won't be rain. There won't be uh, any explanation, but God will provide this valley full of water. And then once you have rested and received the water, then you will be victorious. And so listen to verse 20, the miracle that we see. Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by the way of Edom and the land was filled with water. And so God miraculously provided what they needed to continue. You see, friends, God provides what we need as we are following him, as we are seeking him. God never blesses us. God never works miraculously so that we can accumulate things for ourselves. It is always to get us to the next place that God is trying to take us, to the next spot in our relationship with him. God's blessings are not meant just to, to get us fat and sassy, but fulfill what we need as we go. And so when the Moabites heard about this, they begin to round up everybody because they realize something. Israel has gotten water. They've been restored. They are ready to fight. But there's a second miracle. Not only can God bring a miracle into our lives to provide for us, God can bring a miracle into our lives to protect us. And so listen to what happens. When the Moabites get to the valley where all the water is, this is what the Bible says. Then they rose up early in the morning and the sun was shining on the water and the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. God miraculously caused them to see the water as red. And so when they saw the water as red, what they thought, and it says here that this is blood. The kings have surely struck swords and killed one another now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. They thought that these three kings had gotten into a fight amongst themselves and were wounded and their soldiers were all dead and this valley was full of blood and they were just going to march in and gather the spoils. And sometimes, friends, that's how it feels. Sometimes it feels like the enemy is taking, 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 that those who hate God have no fear, they have no reverence, they have no respect. But don't miss this. In verse 24, So when they came up to the camp of Israel, Israel rose up and attacked the Moabites so that they fled before them and they entered their land, killing the Moabites. And it goes on to say that they wiped them out, destroyed them. But don't miss this. God brought a miracle by water at, to restore. 
and God brought a miracle of the water looking like blood to protect. And friends, as you are journeying in your walk with Christ, you are going to go through difficulties. You are going to go through challenges. You are going to go through seasons of abundance. But the thing to remember is, God, I want to be going where you want me. God, I want to be in a relationship with you so that when I pray, you hear me. The Bible is clear that when those who are living in sin, it hinders our prayers. And as I am going and it seems hopeless, I begin wore out, I begin beat down, that I need to come to God so that he can restore me with water, with encouragement, with energy, whatever I need. And to remember as I continue on, the enemies that I face, they might seem overwhelming. They might seem um, like the odds are in their favor that God can protect. God can convince your enemies to close their mouth. God can convince our enemies to retreat when they sh shouldn't by all accounts. But make sure that he is the one providing your substance and he is providing your protection. And so tonight I thank you for listening as we've looked at uh, this wonderful miracle and the second miracle in Second Kings chapter 3. Uh, someone asked me uh, this weekend with all my talk about miracles and things that, that I've turned into a full Pentecostal. And I am saying I am still as Baptist as I ever was, but I believe that we have relegated the power of God to something that he could do that he used to do and not that we believe he will do. And so I'm trying to do better at that in my own walk. And I hope you will too. God bless you. And I look forward to being with you tomorrow night if the Lord is willing.